everybody, and welcome to the Blue Collar Experts Podcast. I'm your host, Gustavo Tapia, and I want to thank you for tuning in today. This podcast is for business owners and for future business owners that are looking to take the leap into entrepreneurship. We know this can be scary, stressful, and sometimes feel impossible. This is why it's important we all share our story. Please remember to subscribe, download, and share, as well as leave us a five-star review. With your help, we can get this show to reach more listeners and enjoy this valuable content. We have another great episode for you today. Today's guest is Eric Collins, and he is owner of Rockport Integration and Automation. Eric, thank you for joining today and welcome to the show. Thank you. Super excited to know more about your business and what all this in, um, integration and automation means. I was looking at your website and everything seems like just super robotic or um, the future. Uh, so tell me a little bit more about what your business actually does. The easiest way to put it is um, automation is basically using technology to achieve, you know, needs, whatever they may be, um, assembly, inspection, production, quality control. There's, there's so many uh, different facets of it, but um, we focus primarily in the robotics and the machine vision area of that automation field. And so like the robots are basically an arm um, and they can do tasks like assembly, picking and placing, you know, machine tending, uh, things of that nature. And then the machine vision side of it is uh, an inspection camera that, you know, takes a picture of something and then evaluates it pixel by pixel. And then I write software, someone else writes software um, to evaluate, you know, what those pixels are returning back to us to find defects to take measurements, um, you know, read characters, um, just an array of things that, uh, you know, people need to have done with their production or, you know, whatever it may be. Okay. How do you get into this type of business? Do you have to have some sort of like engineering background or software or programming background? Um, yeah. How do you do it? So, now, uh, you know, these days you can be in junior high or high school and, and you know, I've actually been offered by some schools to be to come out and, and do like a, you know, like a speaking event or a demonstration. So I think it's a lot more like prevalent now to people that robotics exists, automation exists. So it's a, easy for a, someone or like a younger person to identify like, I want to do that. And then you can take classes. There's actually courses in, in college now. But when I got into it 20 years ago, there was literally nothing. And the way I got into it was I was um, just a really sharp uh, computer nerd um, that was looking for a job because, you know, I wanted to be a professional snowboarder. <laughs> and my dad was like, go get a job. So with my skill set, I was able to land a job in automation. Um, and uh, that's how I got into it. But for someone who, who wants to get into it, um, there's so many ways to do it um internships college or just uh taking a chance uh at a business and and working your way up to the top right and how long have you been with your business so this is actually like revision two of my business to be honest with you so i've had this business for two years and then uh my other business which i still have but I, I wanted to retool and, and start over again. I had some some mishaps business-wise that I wish I could spend a whole other hour with you 
of the cautionary tales of owning a business and, and contracts and, and legal um, ramifications for things. Um, so I'm, I've been managing and running a business for, for uh, 12 years. Um, this is my third business. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. And then with this one, uh, so you help with integrating and automation. And who, who is your main clientele, would you say? Who, who do you offer services to the most? You, you know, I get this question a lot. And the only way I can put it to you is it's anybody and everybody. If I had to name drop some companies, you know, I work with some really big medical device companies um, like Abbott Labs. Um, Johnson and Johnson, um, you know, I can't even think of all the names. And the automotive field, I work with Ford, Toyota, Tesla. Uh, I don't prefer to work with Tesla, but sometimes. Um, and food and beverage, I mean, all the major food and beverage companies you can think of. Nestle owns, you know, the lion's share of any food and beverage you eat or buy at the store. So working with them, um, so it's 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 anybody and everybody. It's you know when you have a skill set like woodworking, you you know you say, well, what can you build? It's like, well, I can build a house, or you know, I can build a cabinet, or you know, it just depends on what the person needs. Yeah. Okay. So you work with just all these different businesses. Um, do you ever see this getting into a situation? Maybe it exists. I don't know. I haven't seen it personally, and I haven't heard of it. But like. Right. Can this get to the point where, like, you're going to have these machines being, like, a, a, an accessory to, like, a home? Like, you can program certain machines to, like, I don't know, do any type of household activities or, I don't know, this is what it seems like. If it could do business stuff, like, I'm just thinking, why can't it do, like, home stuff? Like, so get that crazy. Actually- that's actually, that's not crazy, man. It's the first question everybody asks me, believe it or not. You know, the, can I do my dishes? Can I do my laundry? And what I tell people is this, you know, if you're, if right now the cost of having it at home is too much, right? Even the most inexpensive robot you can find is probably $5,000, right? So you should just keep your dishwasher at that point. <laughs> um, but it is going to happen. It will come to pass. Every technology starts somewhere and ends up at in the home front, right? So, excuse me, you know, the military creates it and it trickles its way down into the home eventually. And eventually we'll have it at home. And, you know, you know, perfect example of that is like 3D printers. You know, when they first came out, they're $80,000, $90,000 and I can get them on eBay for $200, right? So it's um it's coming it'll happen it's just not anytime in the near future and the other part of that is is um we kind of already have automation at home you just don't realize it a dishwasher is automation a washing machine is automation you know or as my friend uh, Gary always says he calls everything robots now because I told him like that's all they're all robots I mean really if you think about it you just don't realize it because you're so used to having it and you're so used to using it that it just becomes another piece of a uh, you know, like a utensil to you at that point. Yeah, that's that's absolutely true. I never thought of it that way. Like a dishwasher is literally a robot because you're programming it to tell it yeah. to do something. <laughs> um, now, tell me a little bit about how you actually get started with this business. Like, okay, you know how to program, but when you want to actually turn this into a business, like, who do you who do you go to to be your first client or 
before you look before you were looking at a client do you look for like a team member like someone else that knows how to program like what were one of the first initial things that you started doing so my idea um this is gonna sound completely crazy but i get visions and um i was uh i was working at a company you know, back in like, I don't know, 2010 or something like that, 2008, maybe, I, I don't remember. Um, and I started kind of getting these visions of being on my own because I was evaluating where I was at. And I, you know, I liked the people I worked with. I didn't, I didn't hate um, the employer that I was at when I decided to make the jump. Um, but I just saw how capable I was of doing things on my own and, and managing situations that I was like, I should be doing this for myself. And there's two things that pushed me over the edge. One was my wife told me she was pregnant. And if anybody has kids, it changes your life the minute you find out. It changes the way you think, it rewires your brain. Everything becomes different from that point on. So at that point I was like, okay, I'm making X amount of dollars per year. Uh, this is how much we have in surplus at the end of the day when we get paid. How am I gonna afford this kid? Um, you know, there's no, there's no jumping up the ladder in a matter of nine months, right? You have to work your way up. So I was like, I'm gonna start my own business. So um, I did, I, uh, well, before I did that, I heard on uh, Joe Rogan's podcast ancient ages ago, you know, like 15, 15 years ago, he was talking about how Tony Robbins um, said, you know, if you got two boats in a lake next to each other at going the same speed, you know, in parallel, if the boat on the right, you know, makes a small deviation to the right, at first, it doesn't seem like a big change. But over the course of a year, two years, three years, pretty far, they become pretty far apart before you know it, they're not even in the same area anymore. So my thought was, okay, I'm going to deviate my boat to the right a little bit. So I just filed for the corporation um, for my first business without even quitting my job. I just filed for it. And I was like, okay, at least I got that in place, right? I've made the first baby step to starting my own business. I've talked my boat one degree to the right. Let's see what happens. So that was in March. And I quit my job in July for various reasons. I just, I just won't discuss. Um, but when I did, um, everybody thought I was insane. <laughs> everybody thought I was crazy. I quit the day after I had my kid. Like, I'm not even joking. Maybe it was, maybe it was a couple of days after I had my kid. I went in and quit my job and went full steam um, with my business. And, you know, if you're going to start a business, you know, I hope I'm not jumping ahead, but you got to have a couple things. One, if you're married, your wife has to support you. My wife's support was monumental and pivotal. I mean, if your wife is not there for you every step of the way, and she doesn't believe in you, you're going to have a real tough time, right? Really tough time. Um, so going back to the other, the way I get business is I, I spent you know, before I started my business, I was in the industry for about eight years. And I, uh, no matter where I worked or what I did, um, I always made sure my reputation was intact, right? I was always good to people. I was never hot-shotting anybody, taking advantage of situations just to make my boss happy or to make an extra buck. Like, I always try to do what's right for as long as I possibly can. And that resonates with people, man, you know? And I didn't realize it, but when I, when I, when I quit my job and told people I started a business, the re response was like, about time. We were wondering when you were gonna do this. And I was like, what? <laughs> so I had a really good reputation. So 
the what you want to do is you want to build up a good reputation. You want to build up a network of people, right? So I made friends with people and that, that manufactured these robots, that manufactured these cameras, that manufactured these, you know, controls devices or whatever. Made friends with my customers, you know, genuinely made friends with them, you know. And when you do that, your name gets passed around a lot. And when they find out you have a company, people give you a chance. And I told my wife when I quit my job that I was like, you know, we're gonna have some hard times. We're gonna have to get rid of the BMW. We're gonna have to get rid of the the Lincoln SUV. We're probably gonna have to move in with your parents. I said, but you have to trust me. It's gonna be okay. And she trusted me, man, 100%. And we never ever once suffered. Um, I hit the ground running. You know, I, I always just do a good job, maintain a good reputation, and maintain a good network. That's really the keys to to getting off the ground with the business. Yeah, I like that you mentioned. Um the support system with your wife i think that is so definitely so yeah it's definitely one of the most important things for the people you know that are married like to have that support system uh it makes like you said it makes things so much easier um and in many ways i think too like there's certain situations where um they can get involved in in, in different areas like for example um just uh, even if it's okay, so you have a a, a a kid, right? When how old is he or she? Well, I have, I have two girls now, but I, uh, and the oldest uh, is ten now. Ten, okay, okay, yeah. So this was a uh, you said we're mentioning ten years ago, right? Um, yep. Yeah, I'm I'm similar to like the same story as you, where I, I won't get into too much into the details, so <laughs> you can continue with your story. But um, same thing, like. I, having a kid totally changes your perspective on just um, what you need to do to be able to support your family. Uh, so tell me a little bit more about like how you started then working with um, all these different companies, like whether it's medical, whether it's food yeah. or anything like that. Yeah. And, and just real quick to touch on that kid thing one more time. I tell everybody um, when you have a kid, uh, you know, you don't know what love is until you have a kid. You don't know. You think you know, but when you have a kid, you're like, oh, this is love. It's not that you don't love your wife or you love your father or your, your, your whatever, but there's something different about that. And I also tell people in that same regard, you don't know what stress is until you own your own business. It's a whole level of stress that you can never imagine that is really tough to deal with. And I think you have to be kind of crazy to take on, you know, running a business. Anyways, so the way I got into it was uh, I had a good, well, actually, it's a funny story. So when I quit the company I was working at, one of the former business partners um, reached out to me. And uh, <laughs> initially, we really didn't like each other, to be honest with you. Um, and, and when we both worked at the company, you know, he, he, you know, we talked about this afterwards, but he was like, yeah, I told so-and-so not to hire you and I didn't want you to work there. And I was not happy when you got hired there and this and that. He reached out to me and he's actually a distributor for um, for one of these camera companies. His name's Greg Wolf. I'll say his name for sure because he deserves it. Um, he, uh, he, he already has a book of business in place, right? Selling these cameras and, and selling the accessories and he needs he needed some help, you know, with uh, integration. Excuse me. 
Integration is basically taking this camera and installing it in a place, in other words, a physical mounting structure, programming it, wiring it, developing anything engineering-wise and deploying it. And Greg, you know, he's a busy guy. He's out there moving iron, as we call it, or selling cameras. And so, you know, he's like, I could use your help. And so he would send me out to all these customers and I would do the integration for him. And that was really how I got my base going. And uh networking more. I had another really good friend, uh, another person I really consider or hold in high regard, Matt. Uh, he worked, he was the actual uh, sales guy for the camera company. And, uh, you know, he has been this, I mean, you, it, it's so important to not burn bridges and, to, and to, to just, you know, like I said, build that network because Matt has been in part of my career every step of the way. I've known Matt most of my entire career, probably 20 years. So knowing these two guys and having a really good relationship with them, they want to see me succeed. So they help me, you know, they, they throw me business, they throw me leads. Um, and then before you know it, my name starts to get thrown around more and more. Uh, the, the people that I worked with, you know, with Greg, they go to another company, they're like, I really like Eric, let's call him up or, you know, vice versa. And it's just kind of like planting a seed, right? Except I always made sure I planted multiple seeds. Um, I, I uh, you know, when I say I build relationships with these people, I really do. I don't, I really do enjoy these people's company. I really do respect these people. I don't do it just to get ahead in life, right? Because if you do that, it just reeks of corniness and, and desperation. And it's, you know, it just gets you nowhere. So having having those people, having those relationships really helped get me out there and get me exposed. One of my biggest bragging rights is I've never had a sales guy for my business and I've never marketed my business ever, you know, in the, in the 10 years I've been around. Um, it's all been word of mouth, um, just having a good reputation and doing a good job. Yeah, um, that that's awesome, man. Like you really got in there and I think it shows one, like just um, nurturing those relationships and having them be quality relationships and authentic relationships uh, really helps in how you can uh, grow your business. And um, yeah, like you, as long as you provide a, an excellent service on top of that too, then, you know, you're going to continue to get referrals after referrals after referrals. Um, what do you think is, uh, so how, how big is your team? Like, is this something where like, you know, you can do it on your own uh, because you know how to code or is there something where, you know, you need to have additional uh, team members for you? So, like I said, this is revision two of my business, right? I had um, my other business and we had, a, I think at the, at the max, we had about 10 people, had, I think two engineers, um, you know, two or three technicians, two you know two admins um contractors you know i had a 4500 square foot building machine shop i had it all but i didn't have i didn't i wasn't um i was just kind of just i don't know i wasn't structured i didn't have a plan right and the reason why i'm saying that is even though i had a lot of people and i had a lot of resources i didn't have a solid business plan so it wasn't, it was never going to be big or, you know, excellent. It was just going to be okay. Um, when I started this business, Rockport, again, this was a vision that I had uh, driving in my car. I can still vividly remember it. And um, 
this was when my last business, I was having some issues with a, you know, with a car company, a very big car company that I won't say the name of, but they were, uh, they were tooling me around with, uh, with money for a lot of money and I knew things were going to go bad. So I had this vision of this company. And again, this is, you know, probably three years ago. And uh, I, I started this business and this time I had a plan. You know, I wanted these specific partnerships in place. Uh, I wanted to have this many people by this amount of time. So uh, we're in year two and I have one, well, I had some more employees, but I had to let one go. Again, you gotta make business decisions. Um, so I have one technician, one contractor, and I have an engineer, uh, a mechanical, a high-end, high-level mechanical engineer on board. And, um, you know, those guys help out a lot, but it also is important to know that, you know, what you're doing too. I could do everything that these guys do at a very high level and I could do it all on my own, but that's not the point of having a business, right? That then you're a consultant. Um, and there's a big difference between being a consultant and being a business owner. And once you learn that difference, you can become a successful business owner. It just takes time to see that. So I'm building, um, aggressively and you know if you talk to me in four or five months i may have two more people employed under me um with the rate of growth that we're seeing right now so it just depends on where you're at and what you're doing you can be the the eric of 10 years ago where i was a consultant and you can bounce around the different companies like rockport and they can pay you to do th things for them you know um, or you can try and build your own business and you got to do that from the ground up and you got to build a solid team. You got to find people that know what they're doing and, you know, so on and so forth. Yeah. And how do you, um, identify, like when is the right moment to, uh, bring somebody on board? Um, the new me, uh, is you got to have a plan. Yeah. Right. You got to have a plan. Um, the old me was like, oh, I'll know it when I see it. You know, I was very um, intuitive with everything. This time around, I'm not. This time I'm much more regimented and, and planned. And, and um, so I just look at my my gross sales uh, in the past and the gross sales that I'm projecting. I look at how much revenue that generates. And if that revenue allots me to hire another person with some cushion. And if it does, then I hire another person. And how do you find them? Like, what have you done recently? Like, is this uh, something where you ask them, like, do you know anybody or do you use any platforms like such as LinkedIn or something like that? Yeah, it's so hard to find good people in my industry because it's a very niche industry. And sorry, I don't know what my problem is. Um, so it's, it's tough to find people. Um, most of the people that are hired with me now, one of them was an employee on my last business who came back on board. Um, the other one is a is is actually a guy who uh, I consulted for ten years ago. Um, and then finding new people, you just go on Indeed, you go on LinkedIn, you ask people. Um, I uh, I do I do get a lot of decent candidates off of Indeed. Uh, I haven't really tried LinkedIn fully. Mostly because LinkedIn is a very social um, platform and I'm very private with my business and I don't want people seeing who I'm hiring, what I'm doing, you know, all that stuff. I think it's just too out there. And I think that LinkedIn's a great tool, but I think also you should keep your business stuff private and um, what you're doing private um, and so on and so forth. But indeed, you know, I mean, I was able to find some good candidates and, and of course there's, 
recruiters, but they take a large cut. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, what is some advice that you would give to other people that want to start a business? Maybe just name a few things, like two or three things. Yeah. So, um, one thing would be you have to be um, sane, uh, insane, sane. Like, in other words, you have to be crazy. You have to yeah. be um, willing to take some serious risks, right? You, you, the reason why business owners, quote unquote, make money or do so well is because at any given moment, it can all go down the toilet and it can all be gone. So you have to be very, very, very willing to take risks, big risks to get big reward. The other one is, is a piece of advice that another business owner, a friend of mine, Manny, gave me very early on in my career when I was, you know, following him around like a puppy dog in the early stages of my career. And he, the one thing he told me that resonated with me to this day is it's going to get tough. He's like, it's going to get tough. It's going to be an uphill battle. It's going to be like pushing a rock uphill. And he says, no matter what, you keep pushing that rock, no matter what. That's true. It's so true. You know, no matter what happens, you have to move forward. You have to push. The third one and probably the most important one I would say is you need a plan. If you don't have a plan, you will get nowhere. You'll get somewhere. But you'll also be nowhere because you don't have a plan. Your plan can change, but you need to create one and then modify it as you go along. Having a plan is the most important thing. Yeah. And I'll add one more to that, which I really yes, liked, which was from what you said, is having just that support system. Just going back to that, having um, your family, your wife support you in the process. Yes. Um, and then just off of what you were saying, like having that rock and keep pushing and pushing. I also think of it as like, as business owners, the rock is going to get heavier. Like you were saying, it's going to get heavier and heavier. And especially after you fail, like the more failures that you go through, that's going to bring on more weight and more weight. But instead of letting that push you down, you just have to, um, be able to cope with it and, and, and think of it more as like just a, a new learning experience. Like, okay, this didn't work. I'm going to try something else now. And you just keep going forward. Like you were saying, uh, and eventually you're going to find a solution for it. Yeah. You know, and to build that, to build that one more time, an yeah. analogy I used to use is owning a business is like getting up in the morning and going out to the beach to surf. And sometimes you bring your boogie board and that does just fine. And sometimes you bring your boogie board and there's a tsunami and you're just not prepared. (laughs) And you just have to ride that wave, man, with what you have. And and you just got to try and make it because you don't know what's going to happen. You can't predict the ocean, much like you can't predict business. You can try, but, you know, you just got to be really, you got to be very adaptable to situations. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Eric, if someone is looking for your services and they want to, work with integration, automation, uh, what's the best way to get in contact with you? The best way to get in contact with me is, is probably, well, there's no good way to get a hold of me these days. Mm-hmm. Um, it depends. I mean, if they're legitimately, legitimately looking for business, they, they should email me, um, you know, at ec at rockportia.com. That's probably the easiest way to get a hold of me. Um, phones, always ringing messages are always coming in on the phone. So 
not the best way to get a hold of me. <laughs> okay. Text messages yeah. and phone calls get washed away. So yeah, yeah, email. Okay, okay. We'll we'll yep. make sure to put uh, your email in the show notes. Uh, so if anybody's interested in knowing more about how they can uh, work with you, they could definitely get in contact with you. And I want to thank you again for being on the show. I also want to thank the audience for listening to the podcast. Please leave us a review and make sure to subscribe, download, and share our content. Your support is very much appreciated and helps us out so much. Tune in next time for another great entrepreneur story.